Hi, my name is Charlay, and welcome back to Unspoken Transitions. In this week's podcast episode, we'll be discussing the transition from single life to married life, but kids edition. A few weeks ago, Eli and I discussed our lives transitioning from being single to married, and this week we have our guests, Dianga and Lawrence, to share their perspective on single to married life with their kids. So thank you for being on this podcast episode. So let's share a little bit about ourselves. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Lawrence petit and I am um, married <laughs> to a beautiful woman named Dianga. And we have a son who's uh, four. And uh, we are excited to be on a podcast and just share a little bit about our experience as a married couple. I'm Dianga, and obviously I'm Lawrence's wife. <laughs> and um, like you said, we have a, a three-year-old, about to be a four-year-old. And um, we've been married for five years. It's going to be six years, April 1st. And um, we're just excited to be here and to just have this conversation about our lives. And, um, and we hope that whatever we have to share will be beneficial to anyone who's listening. All right. Thank you, guys. So we're going to jump to the questions. Um, and for the people who listened to the previous episode, the questions are going to be similar, but a twist on it. So the first question I have is, what does um, a life of singleness mean before you are married? You want to take that bit first, or you want me to take that? You go ahead. <laughs> uh, I guess the... What... So I guess... What did it mean or what was I doing? <laughs> Those are two different. So like, I think what it meant for me to be single before I got married was just um, living my life to uh, fully support myself only. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I was thinking about fully supporting myself, but I also, you know, I um, worked to kind of make as much money as I possibly can because I know at some point... I would be having a family. So just thinking about those things and preparing myself to do those things were, were always on my mind. So I definitely spent time doing, I believed in those things and I spent time doing those things while I was single. Um, and yeah, and then just trying to find, not trying to find, but dating and, you know, have being in relationships that uh, did not lead to marriage, of course, and then finally finding my, my wife. Uh, eight years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, <laughs> eight years ago. Sorry, eight years ago. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Those years. Um, yeah. So I think for me, it really was just um, going through the different um, milestones and singlehood and um, graduating, then finding that job, and then went to like a couple of jobs. Um, until I went into teaching, but it, it was for me, it was more um, working, um, being able to, to take care of myself and hanging out with friends and had a couple of relationships in there that didn't go anywhere. But um, then also just learning about myself. So after those couple of relationships, I took some time to really just get to know Dianga again and get to see who I can be outside of relationships. And I think that's one of the most um, beneficial parts of me being single. And because um, I also learned 
from um, actually a pastor who said, you know, you should, we're always looking for that perfect person. Um, but what you should be doing is looking to be um, the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck to me. And so I decided that I was going to work on being the best version of myself. So I think my singlehood was really um, towards the end of my singlehood, which mm-hmm. I didn't know was going to be my end, but I can say that now. Um, it was really about making um, sure that I could be the best version of myself. And I think that is a great point because I think a lot of people are just like, all right, like relationship, relationship, I have to get into a relationship, like that's it. Um, but sometimes they forget that when you are single, you can be as selfish as you want. You can do whatever you want. Like, and not even in a bad sense, like go out and do crazy stuff, but like literally work on yourself, understand who you are. And I know that people will be thinking like, oh, you can work on yourself while you're in a relationship. Yes, you can. And it's also like, you need to consider another person. Like mm-hmm. you can't just think on your own. I mean, you can, you, you can just be a bad partner, but <laughs> in speaking in terms of like good partner, you have to consider another person when you're in a relationship but when you're not you can travel you can get whatever job you want you can do whatever you want you can learn who you are as a person understand your interests especially as you're growing into adulthood or in adulthood so that is a good like perspective like in singleness you do you you learn about you and you can still do that in a relationship but definitely there's a shift to it in that sense um so my next question is so Obviously, you guys are married. So leaving singleness behind, um, what do you think that means in marriage? Oh, okay. Um, Leaving singleness behind when it comes. So I think that one of the biggest things is knowing that you have another person um, with you who doesn't necessarily, um, is not your replica. So, you know, you have to consider that person and um, what they're about, what they believe, and have those conversations where you guys can come um, in between, um, like come in the middle to just be able to, you know, be able to move in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, When we were single, you know, we, we had ourselves and only ourselves, and we, like, when we spoke to ourselves, it was like, yeah, this is, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we could say something in front of our partner, and they're, like, looking at you, like, what, you, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of like, what you mean? Because, <laughs> you know, in your head, you thought it was great. And so it's really being, like, thinking about, like, hey, I have another person that I think about, and we have to, like, align. We have to mm-hmm. align some way, some shape or form in order to move. Um, in a direction or even take a step back and because if you feel like hey you know I want to do this and then they're like no I don't think you're ready for that you gotta like take into consideration what they're saying Mm -hmm. and really um, be able to be like okay you know what let me take a step back let's like divulge let's think about this let's talk about it and then go on from there yeah I I completely agree with uh, with you that like you have to consider the other person um, when you when you become married. But one of the things that I that I think it's very important when you transition from singlehood into marriage is not to forget what you enjoyed as a single person. Mm-hmm. Right? I think sometimes people tend to shift um, from singlehood into marriage and think that marriage has a 
it marriage does there's a different level of responsibility because mm-hmm. you have two people that you have to consider mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to change the things that you were doing before that 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 that's compatible with with being partnered with somebody mm-hmm. right because there are things that you were doing when you're when you were single that when you're married still still can still can apply mm-hmm. right but the ones the things that that need to i say for myself the things that need to go away is you know the things that put that makes you self-centered or makes mm-hmm. you be, that that allows you to think selfishly about the person that you're with right because um you know once you once you're married you have to there's a there's a consistency of thinking about the other person mm-hmm. that 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 is the biggest shift is you know you're still going to eat you're still going to live you're still mm-hmm. going to work you're still going to do those different things but now you just have to think oh hey what would this other person like to do mm-hmm. and then you have to consider that when you're uh when you're married so i think that's the the biggest thing i would i take away from being single versus being married is just thinking like and considering oh what would this person like to do okay all right thank you for sharing that you guys um and now i'm just gonna jump a little bit so what has what was the biggest barrier when you guys just got married and then i'll jump into like with a kid so first one you just got married what was the biggest barrier that you both dealt with <laughs> am i gonna oh i can go first okay. yes yeah, so sure i can go first <laughs> I think when when we first got married, so I, I think for myself, um, I the transition into marriage is it must. I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything like that, but I grew up in a big family, so mm-hmm. like having to like think of others mm-hmm. was something that I had to do because there were so many people in my family um, that I had to consider. So like that that transition wasn't bad, but I think what when I got married, I think for our marriage, one of the biggest challenges for me was um, n- the the expectations mm-hmm. that I, that again, that I thought that were kind of discussed previously or expectations that I thought um, were was something that I would have liked to see. I think the hard part for me was adjusting mm-hmm. to maybe those expectations not being, not occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was a difficult part for me is just, oh, wait, you know, although you may have discussed something previously, mm-hmm. right, when you become married, those things may end up not changing, but they may, uh, they may adjust. They may have to transition or kind of um, morph into something a little a diff- a, that's a little different than what you talked about before. And I think I had a hard time dealing with that because um, that's a little scary, right? Because you're just not sure what it's going to morph into. Mm-hmm. And you know what you thought that it was going to be. So okay. I think that's a little bit nervous. But again, I think I, we, I learned how to be a little bit more flexible in that everyone is experiencing these things um, in a different way. And mm-hmm. sometimes their reaction to it you have to consider their reaction and then have to adjust based off of that reaction. Okay. You have an example? Ah, <laughs> so what's an example of that? So for instance, when we first got married, um, I thought that um, 
what is a good example of something that okay. we had? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm looking for something t- tangible. Um, when we first, when we first got married, ugh, I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> let me let you. Let me let you. I mean, let me think about the example before I. Um, he just wants me to talk. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, like, I want to make sure that the, the the example is is a. Um, is a good example um chores wifely duties like like sex like, yeah like all like because <laughs> it is um so yes yeah, so I, I think <laughs> i think one of the, the 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 bigger challenges was early on um oh so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this this is this is even a bigger one so i think early on in the relationship in the marriage one of the things I had to justice with was Dyinger's specifically um, her how her I want to say demeanor, right? Mm-hmm. Because in a relationship, you know, I think for me, we were always in a good place in our relationship when we were dating, laughing, joking, going on dates. Like it was, it was a great and fun relationship, right? And I would say that I enjoyed our relationship, our dating. Um, before marriage so much right and i think when we moved to because we moved from she moved from massachusetts to um, chicago Mm -hmm. to to where i was living um kind of the distance from her family kind of changed her demeanor Mm -hmm. where she wasn't as fun for me right it was challenging for me because i'm like wait i married someone that was fun and was always wanted to laugh always wanted to have a good time was just ready to just you know do all the fun stuff and then i and then now you're not doing it right so it took a while for me to understand okay you know what's going on why why are you feeling this way you know how do we adjust so that you know the way you're feeling is not it's not this way well you can't stop the person from feeling that way but how do we make things better Mm -hmm. right that was that was hard for me to adjust because i thought i was like oh well what's going on here you know like are you do you want to go back to Massachusetts? Do you not want to be married to me? Is this not something that you want anymore because you're here and you're not with your family? Um, I was like, can you live without being near your family? Like, can you function without being close to them? Um, you know, and I just I just didn't know what that meant for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because I wasn't expecting that. And I think that was a hard part for me um, because I've I. I couldn't relate because for me, I, I moved out of my parents' house at 18. So living that independent lifestyle was normal to me. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for me to even understand, hey, you know, you know, we talked about this. You know, we knew you were moving to Chicago. Let's, you know, and like you're here now. Mm-hmm. You know, why are, we, why are we making this the most fun we've ever had? Mm-hmm. You know, and it took some time to get to get there. So I think that was the thing where it was difficult for me to accept. Okay. Yeah. And then I had to, you know, adjust. Um, I had to adjust okay. to that mind to to where the way she was feeling at the time and the way she um and the way she acted during that time when we first moved. So that was a big adjustment for me. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's an example. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I have to like bring that up. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, so I think um, when for me, this is how I think. Like I knew I was moving. I knew it was going to happen. I was excited because I was going to be with him and, you know, I was married and 
but it didn't hit me. Mm-hmm. It did not hit me till the day before I was leaving that I was leaving. Mm-hmm. And so, and then like, you know, my mom, you know, that's like my, my ride or die, my mm-hmm. sister, my dad, and you know, my brother, that's like all I really know. And then, you know, friends. And so it's not till like my mom cried and then I cried and mm-hmm. it was just like, yo, I'm, I'm not going to be here. So when we got there and like he left for work, like we flew in and then he left mm-hmm. and I literally just cried because I was by myself. And then so I think what was happening was I was literally in mourning mm. and I didn't realize it. I was not happy and I did not like think that he could see it. Mm-hmm. It was just in me. And I remember like one time when I went to bed, I think it was like the night of I went to bed and like I didn't even really want to like cuddle or anything. I just like turned around, faced the wall mm-hmm. and I was just sad. And I think it was, I was sad for like a couple of months. And, um, and it was like, it was, it was tough because I didn't even think about him. I really didn't. I was just sad. Mm -hmm. And, um, until I I was talking to my mom because he ended up like confronting me about it. Mm -hmm. And then I was upset that he had the nerve to confront me about it. (laughs) And I was just like, yo, like I'm here. I do this. I do that. Like he didn't confront me about something. And my mom was just like, Donnie, you're married. Like you can't act this way like he's your husband and yeah I know it sucks that you know we're not gonna be that we're not around but you have to make the best of it like Mm -hmm. this is your marriage and I and after she said that I prayed and I was just like you know God just like remove this like from me because I can't just be attached to it like Mm -hmm. if you didn't talk to me about it I'm I'm thinking we're copacetic Mm -hmm. so um and so that's like what like it was and even after the fact when we talk about it, I still like I still feel a certain kind of way about it because I feel like mm-hmm. he's blaming me. But I'm like, dude, like I've never left my family's house. Mm-hmm. I left my family's house like 31 years old. Mm-hmm. I've never known anything else. I've never been out. I've never like moved outside of the state. I've mm-hmm. never even been on campus. Like I've never thought it would ever be an issue. And he's right. I was happy. I was excited. And if you had told me during our engagement that I was going to act that way, no. But, like, I should have known it because in college, I remember, like, thinking about, like, me leaving my mom and I cried in mm. my, my psych class. And I was just thinking about it myself. Like, in, like no one was talking to me about it. I was thinking about it because I was bored in, like, psych class. And I started, like, tears, like, started streaming my face. But um, the thing is, it was, like, even then, like, I was so excited. And, you know, and then, but the thing what made me change my mind was, like, yo, I can't let him think that I don't want to be with him. Mm-hmm. And I can't, and also, like, we weren't having as much sex, and that was really bothering him, too. So it was like, I wasn't doing any of these things. I wasn't being myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not till like, he said something that I realized, like, yo, Donnie, you're not really being yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, it really took some time, and, you know, I felt bad. But then, again, I was a little mad at him because I felt like he wasn't being as, like, comforting and mm-hmm. blah blah like he made it about himself and I was just like dude okay you're trying to transition into something I like- know like I've never <laughs> had to, this huge transition that I had to do like I've never had to go through that not only being married but being someone's wife and then moving to mm-hmm. a small town called Skokie in Illinois <laughs> you know like all these different things that had to happen and you know I just 
I am the type of person who only thinks in the moment and throughout our wedding process, it was always moment to moment to moment to moment. Mm -hmm. It was never thinking like further off, like dying to, you need to think about this because this is what's going to happen. No, it was like a brick, like just mm -hmm. like hit me. It was not until like as the time went down, I was like, yo, I cried at church. I cried at my, my um, wedding rehearsal, which was the day before. I didn't cry on my wedding day, but I cried the day before we left. Like it, it. I cried in my shower too. I cried in my shower. So it was like, but it never prepared me for how I was going to feel. So yeah. I think that's the other thing. Like sometimes we don't, we, we go through things because it's not because we're unprepared. Mm -hmm. It's because when the reality hits us, we don't sometimes don't know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And yes, I dealt with it badly. Um, but it was a learning experience because I mean, from then on, you know, you just kind of like, hey, he's here for me mm -hmm. and um, he's my person and I just need to be, well, what I learned is like, I need to be able to talk to him about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to be able to communicate how, how I'm feeling. And I think that was the biggest thing. I didn't communicate how I was feeling. I just thought that I could just hold it in and move on. And it, it, it just like overflowed and everything. And he knew it didn't even matter. He knew. <laughs> that's real that is a big transition though like moving to a different state but at the same time too you're like what's happening and yeah. you're just you got all this like emotion in yourself but like it's not happening yeah that that's a lot to like deal with 100% so I don't even blame you for being like upset and I think I think just like a lot of things in life we try to prep ourselves mentally we're like we got this we're fine and then you're in this situation and it's just like oh snap like this is real like yeah. this is it it's not like a hypothetical situation anymore yeah. so a lot of coping there like mm -hmm. i get that yeah anything to add to that uh no i i, I think that yeah i mean i i think i think i was more fearful than i was i was afraid right mm -hmm. that like you that you you didn't um uh want to be there anymore mm -hmm. or that um you didn't want to be married Right. So I was nervous. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it, that. It, 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 was, it was so abrupt of a change. Okay. Right? So to me, it's, it's, it was understandable that, like, to me, I felt like if it happened over time, I think I would have been, maybe I could have been able to handle it a little better. But the fact that it happened so quickly, I'm like, wow, do you regret, is it that, are you regretting being married to me now? Mm -hmm. um, and then I thought, like, wait, did I, should I have done other things to keep her distracted when we got here mm -hmm. so that she didn't have to think about leaving her parents, right? Should I have made sure that, you know, you got a job? Should I have, like, you know, gave, got you a car so you could start going into the city? Because we were, we were 20 minutes from downtown Chicago. So, like, you know, should I have done other things prior to to, like, get you more comfortable with the move so that you can really, so you, you can be comfortable and... Mm -hmm. Not thinking that, like, you know, you first move, and I, I made a lot of assumptions, right? I made a lot of assumptions, but if I'm first moving to a city, I'm going to, like, if I move into my, my apartment, there's so many things I have to do when I get there. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about, like, missing people and things like that because I have to, you know, move my stuff in, unpack, learn about the town that I'm in, try to learn about what are the fun things. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the first thing I would do in my mind. But, again, I didn't realize that, yeah, of course, not everybody thinks like you. Um but so I was like, so I, I wish I, for, for myself, I wish I kind of like set up game plan up mm. for her before we got there. And then I also, 
but yeah, what I was feeling was like, yo, like, maybe she doesn't want to be here anymore. Maybe she doesn't want to, to be married to me. And I was like, oh, shoot. Wait, did I make a mistake? <laughs> so, that was a little nervousness. Yeah, I think you both were thinking two completely different things. Like, like you guys were saying, it was just like communication. If she was just yeah. like, yo, I miss my family, you would have been like, oh, like, let me try to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But that's real. It happens. But hey, you live and you learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And now we're going to talk about, um, so that was your marriage like beforehand. That's like an example of an adjustment that you made. So talking about like, what was the biggest adjustment when your son came into the world? So, I mean, when he came, it was like he came and then they gave him to me. So, <laughs> so um, it was just now adding on mother and I think um, the responsibility of like keeping this this human alive was was something that was just in me but at the same time I think that the addition of an, of a child it was something that was um it was it was a little tough it was a little tough only because i can say like even the first few days like i was really emotional mm -hmm. um you know they say your hormones are everywhere and like he didn't he didn't sleep so it was it was a lot of like anxiety and angst about that about like he's gassy like i need to make sure he's okay um and just you know just the overwhelming feeling of responsibility like I have to like make sure that this kid is okay mm -hmm. and um with me it was more like you know I'm not I don't really feel I didn't feel like myself mm -hmm. um for a little while I didn't like I was just moving mm -hmm. and um and it was it was rough it was a little rough because I remember like, I was like, I can't go through postpartum. Like, that's mm -hmm. one thing. Like, I was like, I cannot go through postpartum. But I remember, like, being in the shower and just trying to pray. And, like, God, God, like, you know, I don't want to feel this much anxiety. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm not doing this right. Or I, like, I don't want to feel like, oh, my God, like, I need sleep. Mm -hmm. And um, it really was, like, a little, it was, it was heavy. But... I can say that that was like the big adjustment just being a mom just mm -hmm. being a mom and then honestly like for him it was like I don't even think he cared that I was like we were focused on on baby mm -hmm. and um but I think we just kind of like focused on baby which I was grateful for mm -hmm. and then um the other thing I was really grateful for was my being with my parents at the time we were remodeling the house so that extra support mm. with the baby so I was really really grateful for that I remember my dad was talking to him I don't even know who he was speaking to he was like listen I don't, I'm so glad that Donga and Lawrence are here because I don't know what she would have done if she was in Chicago oh my gosh <laughs> because like I cried so many different like I broke down like so many different times because I was just uber emotional and and I felt like I was like no sleep, and Luca was just like crying here. I couldn't even take a shower. One time I like cried because I was in the shower, <laughs> and he's crying on the bed, and I was just like, I just want someone. Just I don't know. And like it was, it was, it was rough. It was the first 
couple of months it was definitely rough but yeah that that yeah yeah it was rough (laughs) it was it was a rough transition i think there's a few things that happened simultaneously where so when diane got pregnant i actually did not have a job i Mm -hmm. got laid off and that was the first pregnancy Oh, that was the first one. Yeah. Okay, so, so, uh, so, oh, never mind. So yeah, so <laughs> we, we, we were in, um, so we were living with Diana's parents, and we bought a house right when we purchased the house officially. Diana was pregnant. We purchased the house in February. Luca was due in April. Okay. And we bought the house knowing that we had to do some work to it, and again, I am. I guess my personality is more on the, on the lines of, I feel like I'm I'm super flexible, and I feel like I feel like I, I could conquer anything. So in my mind, I'm like, well, let's do it. Like, let's get the house. Mm-hmm. We'll have the baby. We'll take care of that. We'll remodel the house also. We'll do it all. We'll do it all. And and I, and I was preparing, and I was also preparing for something else that I was working on. Mm-hmm. On top of that, that took like you know three, probably five six hours out of my week Mm -hmm. um to do to work on so um and so i think what i what i realized was that i had to i had to come to a point where and diana kind of she she called me out on it she's like well you know you you get home late because i was working we lived in north shore and i was working in south shore Mm -hmm. you you're working on the house you get home late for work you're working on the house and you're working on this other thing and like you are you're not here as often as I would like. And I was like, okay, this is real. So I had to, I had to cut something out. So we needed a house. We needed a job. So to cut out the, I cut out the extra thing that I was working on. And um, and so, so, but the one that, the reason for that is because, I, I don't want it's not like I'm about to blame Luca, but Luca was a tough baby. <laughs> Luca was a tough baby. He cried all the time. We had to, you literally had to rock him to sleep because he would not sleep and he would cry for hours before he goes to sleep. He had really bad indigestion. So we mm. we were like a little bit nervous about him sleeping because we thought he'd be choking. Um, he didn't sleep through the night. He, till this day, he still doesn't sleep through the night. And it was, it was extremely challenging for for, for, for the both of us. As our first kid, um, luckily we had dying as parents that really helped us out a lot. And that transition to you know there's three different transitions right you transition from dating to marriage to some sacrifice then from marriage to to child there's even more sacrifice because not only are you sacrificing like the mental thought of thinking of some for someone else but there's the physical aspect of like feeding diaper change putting to sleep waking up which Dianga did you know so much better Waking up at night, I just couldn't do it. But everything else, everything else I did, I just couldn't wake up at night. And she she did a great job doing it. And like, I I do, and I you know, I always tell her that, you know, she doesn't need to do anything, the rest of her life. Because I I know I knew how difficult and challenging that moment was for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I made sure that, hey, I made sure that the house that we bought was up to par, for the house we bought and remodeled was good enough for Luca and our family to live in. You know what I mean? And then also made sure that I'm available for to be there for Luca at all times, even though uh, I have a crazy work schedule. So I think that transition was, it was challenging because the, the, the life of a baby is so precious. So we want to make sure we do everything to take care of the baby. But at the same time, that's almost an, 
to the expense of us, right? And, um, you know, I offered a couple of things. Like, I, you know, luckily, you know, I did offer, like, should we get a, a nanny? I've offered, like, you know, do we need this different type of things? And that is just not for it, you know what I mean? Which I'm, I'm okay. I get it, you know. Um, but, you know, I I think that it was uh, it's very challenging um, when you have a, a, a child that that young. Um, but, I, but I think after... I think after the third month. The third month? Okay. The third month, he was, like, he... His um, gassy situation was done. Yeah. And because um, they had to give, prescribed us some medicine for him, so it really, like, alleviated it. And then um, he was becoming more on his own. Yes, of course, he never really slept, but... Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he was, like more of more um appeasing like like literally luca would it would get to seven o'clock on the dot and luca was screaming like screaming till like maybe 11 and it was literally like a merry-go-round it was like me first then my dad then my mom (laughs) then lawrence would come in then tracy my sister and then back to lawrence again and sometimes my brother would take him and but it was like it was crazy it was but after the third month i can say like thank god that that stopped and he was a better baby during the day but um yeah like i think i think lawrence we were also talking about this like he was saying like i didn't let him do stuff um, or was it I was taking the responsibility more and he was oh like, yeah so like there was times where like I again this is one thing I would recommend this is in regards to I think it's very important to plan like you never planned before mm-hmm. I'm talking about plan and schedule like you never planned before <laughs> have things written down at this hour I'm going to do this at this hour I'm going to do that it, even if you don't follow the plan it's helpful to put a plan together um, and that's one of the challenges that I think we faced is that um, we we kind of didn't have a, a set plan of how we're going to, like, feed Luca, when things are going to happen. Um, and then also at the same time, Dinga felt like Luca was her responsibility. Okay. And I'm like, well, no, not necessarily. I can come home at 7, 6, 7 o'clock. You can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I can take care of Luca until he falls asleep. Like, you don't have to worry about that. And till... So today, that has never been able to, <laughs> we've never been able to do that because Dianga always felt like Luca is her responsibility. She could never really, I mean, I've done it a couple of times. I mean, I say we've never done it, but I've done it a few times. I say a couple, I've done it a few times, but it just never became a consistent thing. And Dianga always felt like this was her responsibility, um, which was unfortunate because I, I didn't want her to do that. Like, you can get at least six straight hours, seven straight hours of sleep, you know what I mean? But... I understood, I understood her perspective. Like, no one else should and could take care of Luca the way she, mm, she can. Okay. And, I, and I got... And I and I, I never was mad at her for that. The problem... What I was... What I wanted to change was, you're not sleeping. Like... Okay. you like, this is unhealthy for you. You know? So let me... Let me, let me help you. Um, but, you know, she... She wanted to do her own thing. So... I think... I think... It's a little I think it's maybe because of my birth order. It's um <laughs> it's just for me I feel like I could never really sleep. <laughs> so even when my mom would be like, um, I'll take him and so it would literally be me on the bed like 
but my eyes are closed a little bit but like once the sun is up I'm up and mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to go and then with him it was like like I know you're working too and I think that's the part of like when you're a stay-at-home mom even though like your your husband is working you're thinking that this is your job too like mm-hmm. this your house and your child is your job and so why would I add on top of the job that you already have mm. so I think like that's one thing and then you know just just even um just even for me like even when he does help I'm like okay let me help you mm-hmm. because I would have wanted the same thing for me like oh I can help you so I wouldn't want him to do it by himself okay. and to me it's more like okay I will help you too we'll do it together he would like we'll say no I got it I got it but it's not yeah I understand you got it you got it but at the same time like when I have it like I wouldn't have a problem with someone be like okay let me take a leg or take something else mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be so I feel like I act the way I want to be mm-hmm. treated and so I feel like I can never let you just be on your own and just swim okay. or like like drown in it like that's and, and yeah and my, for me I would, I'd be annoyed because I'm like well why are we both doing the same the same okay, <laughs> so, so I'm like, so analytical yeah. I'm so analytical I'm like why are we both doing the same thing like one person could do this whilst the other person mm-hmm. go go you can go do something else at the time so I think you have to learn that about each other um and I think the baby was the only thing that Luca was the only thing that brought that out. Because oh, okay. when Diane is cooking, because everything else we do separately. Mm-hmm. Like if I have to get the car thing, I go to get that. She's cooking, she cooks. Like if we're doing separate things, we do it separately. Luca was the only moment where like I'm putting Luca's clothes on, and she comes puts a leg, and I'm like, well, you're not dressed. <laughs> go get dressed while <laughs> while I put his clothes on. What do you? So like that was what we had to learn that. You know what I mean? So I think those conversations really, really like that's why I say. Talk about how you want to do things and plan it out early, as early as possible. Even if the plan doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Okay. The fact that you had the conversation and you're thinking about these things is what really matters. Okay, that's true. So you would say the way it impacted your marriage was like bringing stuff out, um, bringing like that kind of communication of getting things done out. And then um, on top of that, kind of just managing a new responsibility of like raising a son. And mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. but would you say it affected your marriage like negatively at any point or did it just like bring positivity and just a different angle mm. I don't think having don't a think, baby yeah. I don't think having a baby ever affected our marriage negatively mm-hmm. I think we really generally enjoy having Luca around because he's mm-hmm. such a great kid and I think for us also like I think I think our personality lends us to be able to have a child because for me I'm I think for myself I can be really just lax and laid back Mm -hmm. um, about the things that are happening and be like well let's work it out let's figure out how to handle it and we'll we'll solve the problems and Dango you know Dango's a little more she's she understands risk better than me where I always think like sorry we'll figure it out she's great at identifying where the gaps are with the things that we're doing and the risk are with the things that we're doing. And I think that's what makes us work, work well together. She identifies and I, and I solve. And I'm like, well, okay. okay, great. Thanks for pointing that out. How can we solve this now? You know what I mean? Right. And that's really what we try to do. And I, and I, don't think it, I don't think it hurt. I think the only thing it hurt, it did hurt going out. Before we got married, before we had Luca, we went out all the time. I'm talking mm-hmm. about 
twice, two, three times a weekend, we would go out. We lived in Illinois, in Skokie, Sco- outside, right outside of Chicago. We went out to Chicago all the time for brunch every weekend, hanging out with friends. Um, so that's one of the things we missed. I don't think it hurt our relationship, but I, we definitely missed doing that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It was just like that sacrifice piece you guys were talking about. That was a sacrifice. Yeah. We had to sacrifice that completely. And it, that totally sucked because I think... So I so maybe so so maybe I hadn't thought about this in any deeper, but maybe that did hurt. I don't know. I don't think it hurt our connection because we talk more no, now. Like we, like our conversations, our conversations got deeper. Yeah, always, like, there's always something, and there's it always a, yeah. turns into this like deep conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that has never changed. I think the fun. I think the fun. We didn't have as fun. much fun. Like, we don't like we don't do as much, and um, but. It started dwindling even when we were, um, you, you, you were laid off and went back home, went mm-hmm. back to my parents' house and stayed there for like, what, a year, two years. Um, it's still because we had to be more conscientious about like how we spend our money and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So that it started dwindling. And as we um, were with Luca, we got pregnant with Luca. Lawrence just got his new job. Mm-hmm. He got a new job in May, and then I got pregnant July 31st. I found out I, found out I was pregnant July 31st. So um, even then, we like started to pick up stuff, but at the same time, I'm pregnant. Nothing stays down. So mm-hmm. it's like there was a lot of... Um, so we kind of just fluidly just transitioned into um, just with the kid and not being able to do many things. But now like it's a little bit better. Luca is more to stay with my parents he actually said bye to me <laughs> today um so he's understanding that we'll come back and we're gonna come back for him and um it's it's a lot better it it's less stressful for me now now that okay. he's more comfortable that he's able to stay with my parents and um and so yeah that's been helpful but i don't think it's really i don't think having a kid like adversely affected us mm-hmm. in a way like maybe other relationships um, may have like can like speak to that but for us I think we definitely if anything maybe if anything I was I'm like more tired mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna do as much I mean it's real yeah <laughs> got yeah. things to do <laughs> I'm dead tired by the time like we I put him to bed and I'm just like I'm done so like sexy time is not gonna really happen That's as real. much and he probably does not care for that (laughs) (laughs) that's real because you're balancing yeah you're balancing a lot like mother wife house chores everything all together too so (laughs) i commend all of you people kids because i'm tired right now so Mm -hmm. like (laughs) so i definitely hear you on that um and i guess that leads to my next question so we're, yeah, we talked a little bit about it. So how do you find the healthy balance between making time for yourself and your partner and, like, your child? Or is, like, me time kind of gone? <laughs> so me time is when Luca's at, is in bed. Mm-hmm. So um, Lauren sometimes will go downstairs. He will um, watch TV. Sometimes I'm downstairs just cleaning up from the day. And... Um, so then I just leave him so I can go to my bed and then just like stay in the room by myself mm-hmm. um, because I used to love like um, I used to when 
I lived with my parents at Malden and I was working in Boston. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, 93 North traffic, yep. just 93s. And you would be there for like an hour. And I love, actually love that time to like decompress, sit mm. in the car, talk to myself. Well, actually, Jesus was listening. But like talk to myself. <laughs> and so like that's one of the things that I felt like I missed. And, you know, um, so now I have that time when I feel like I need it. I have mm-hmm. that time and I just go upstairs, leave Lawrence downstairs. And I'm like in my bedroom and just lying down, just like decompressing. And yes. and so like I have it more now, now that Luca has like a set time mm-hmm. and he goes to bed and, and I'm able to just like have that time. And it, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the morning, I'll have that time with myself and chill and everything like that. But yeah. How do you find the time for it? Because How do I have yeah. It? Oh, he's Luke letting in, things Luke, go. Lucas in school now, so yeah, Lucas in school. Okay, so he's in school. So it's like, how do I? Because it's not even really time though. Because mm-hmm. I'll come back upstairs like eleven, so I'm going to sleep probably like midnight, one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So. That's when I do. Okay. When everyone should be sleeping, I'm awake. And that's when I'm, like, by myself. And sometimes in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, I hope I'm going to stay downstairs for a little bit longer. <laughs> so I could really be myself and just chill and either, like, read. Or, or other times, like, when Luke is doing something, I can, like, have a book and I'm, like, reading. Mm-hmm. Um, or, um, or during school, his schooling. I have like two hours so i'll do lots of other things like just for myself mm-hmm. and then um yeah and then i'm back to when he comes home so okay so you have like pockets of like breaks right that's really good i'm happy to hear that and how important would you say are is like me time to you as a mother and as like a partner i don't know how important it is i just know that when i get it I I love it. <laughs> um, like, my biggest thing, and I've told, like, I don't know, I think I've told Lawrence, but um, it's just to have one day that I'm, like, in a hotel with myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wake up, I go to sleep when I want, mm-hmm. I watch whatever I want, and I'm just by myself. Okay. So one day that will happen. I don't know when, <laughs> but one day it will happen. But, um, yeah, like, I... And I don't know how important it is, but, you know, when I feel like I need it, then I kind of just give myself that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's important enough for me because Lawrence, he has no problem being around me all the time. But I also feel like he likes his me time, too. Cause I don't, like, well, funny enough, like, thanks is the me time thing. Before we got married and even early on in our marriage, well, before we got married, I said, yeah, when we get married you know, you're going to need your me time. I'm going to need my me time, too, to decompress. He's like, what do you mean? You shouldn't be, shouldn't, you shouldn't want to be anyone. You should not, you should not ever want to be away from me. And I'm like, well, no, there's going to be times where you're going to want to do your own thing. No. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, to like, we, we spoke about this recently. To hear her say this now, it's just, it speaks to, like, sometimes you don't, you can put a lot of work into yourself before you get married, mm-hmm. but sometimes there's going to be situations that kind of adjust your thinking, mm-hmm. that changes the way you approach things. And I think that that's important to do when you have to do things to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, dying to switch that, change that, um, that thought process because she needed to take care of herself and do that. And for me, you know, I think 
I, I've always encouraged her to like, hey, I'll watch Luca. Go to the mall. Go walk around the mall. Go do something. You know what I mean? Take time to yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always encouraged that. And she doesn't always take me up on that offer. Finally, now she's doing it more. But I'm like, she can go out with her friends. She can do things. And I'll, and I'll watch Luca. So which is really important for, for her to have. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm, and I think the way you grew up, life, the way your life is before you get married, kind of, it's going to affect you when you are married. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a home with, with 11 people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, me time, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> like, I'm so chill about it. Like, I can, I can do me time anytime. Like, I can zone out. Like, you know, I can zone out in the middle of a thousand people mm-hmm. and just, I'm in, I'm, that's, my, that's my me time. You're in your zone. I'm in my zone. I'm not <laughs> talking to anybody. Whatever is going around me, I'm not paying attention. So for me, I've always been chill about that. I think for the marriage, we've we've gone on more trips. We've been able to take a couple more trips. Those are the things that I, I, I value about the time that we that we can share is doing really, really fun stuff, like mm-hmm. exploring restaurants, um, going on trips. We've been able to do that in the last couple of years and really finding time to like just enjoy the our presence and um, just the relaxedness that we can we can spend in each other's arms. That's that's really where I I really find joy, and I just try to like, I try to try to create that as much as often. Are you laughing at me? I create I created a fake word. What did <laughs> I do? Relaxing each other's arms. Yeah, like no, like we went away to um, Cancun last year, and we, uh, Cancun. We just had a great time. You know that's what I mean? Great. And we've gone a couple of trips, and like those are the places where I find the most amount of like, you know joy and peace and and me time because you get your you get to do those things they recharge you and you come back to the heckness of, of mm-hmm. living their everyday life so yeah it's I me time is we time it's again it's me time is we time no 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 not just that like i i got when diane goes up when she's just has to go upstairs i'm like i've been watching tv like i'm, I'm cool i i get it like, I, I do get it like you want to spend time with yourself i'm like yeah, do it. Like that's I've always encouraged it, and I think sometimes she thinks that I want to be close to. Yes, I love you as my wife, and I like being around you. That's true. As you should. I, I should, right? But I do. <laughs> but I'm also the advocate for you spending time with yourself. So mm-hmm. you know, and that's she knows real. that. So. <laughs> okay, that's real. I like that. I love how healthy this is the dynamic because um, I don't know. Like me growing up, I didn't see a lot of. Like, cause you know, like outside, you know, your parents and their relationship with each other, but like other Haitians do not share. Like it is very like static, like I'm this way, like I'm the whatever. You don't really, I personally didn't see other dynamics of like marriages and stuff like that. I just saw kind of like, honestly, I would see some like family sit next to each other i'm like you guys don't look at each other you don't hold hands yeah. it's like you guys just procreated and like that's it like i don't i didn't see the love i didn't see dates i didn't see nothing it was kind of just like i am mother you are f-. like honestly at some point as a kid i thought they like adults just came to the world as adults and, like, <laughs> because i just didn't i'm like where is this disney where is this love and stuff like that so i love to see healthy relationships where you have time for each other you have time for yourselves you make time with your child you go on vacations like you experience life and life doesn't come to a halt Mm -hmm. um, once you Mm -hmm. get married because i think that's a misconception that people have it's like you're getting married you're shackled down it's over fun is over and i definitely wanted to share this perspective that like 
if you choose to get married, it should not be an end-all be-all. It shouldn't be the end to yourself. It shouldn't be the end to like your interests. It shouldn't be the end to like, even if you become mother, like it doesn't matter. Like your marriage should be healthy. You should still be happy in it. And it's not just something you do when you turn like, I don't know, 30 or 40 just to finish off life or whatever, to check the box, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. Right. So I love to hear it. I literally love to hear it. And I think it's important for other people to also hear it too. Um, and the very last question that I have is, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who's planning to have kids? In terms of like marriage, like someone who's married and they're gonna have kids, like what's one piece of advice you would give them? I don't have just one, so. <laughs> you can give two, you got two. I have multiple, go ahead. You have <laughs> multiple, really? Multiple, babe. That's like really obnoxious. Um, <laughs> so I think, um, communication mm -hmm. um don't let it stop i think that um between the cu the couple um because you someone else is coming in and like you've never had to experience that before mm -hmm. and it's your child it came from the both of you and i think it's important to just talk about everything and anything mm -hmm. um because you know when there's no talking between the two of you things could get lost and things can um you can you know feel like pent-up anger about the one thing and you never said anything because you just you're so focused on your child mm -hmm. and you don't feel like you have time but i think you should make time to just talk about what happened throughout the day what happened with the child what happened between um like what's going on between the two of you because it can get lost and you can it start to feel lonely mm -hmm. um, especially like for moms like you can feel lonely with your child and you don't want to feel like that and know that you still you have a partner mm -hmm. so you want to be able to talk about things you want to be able to just converse about things and not think about like is this dumb or is it something that is because I'm being hormone hormonal or whatever? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you are, but at the same time, you still have feelings. You're not yes. Dead. So um, I think it's important to just have those conversations. And I think for me, it really um, was vital. Even if like I didn't agree with Lawrence about certain things with regards to Luca or anything, I still felt like I had a voice to be able to say it, um, and he was able to express himself. And also, I guess my other thing is, just because every other couple is doing it, doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. That's real. So, um, make it about yourself. Um, make it about what, what's important to you, mm -hmm. you and your um, spouse, and what will work for you and your family. Um, Jack and Jill over there, like they have a whole <laughs> different type of vibe. Like it'll work, whatever they're doing could work for them. But doesn't mean that you and your spouse is gonna work for you. So make it personal, make it about your family and do things that are based on what you guys feel comfortable with, what you guys, what your, um, what you aspire for, for your family and mm -hmm. what's your, what's important for you. And yeah, don't look up, don't look at other people and what they're doing. I love that. Um, I guess the two things, two things that I would say, first and foremost thing is you need to create financial stability before you decide to have a child. Mm -hmm. Because kids, children, babies are very, very, um, they, they have a high impact on your, on your earnings, right? On the money that you make, they can take up a lot of that money. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying you need to be rich. I'm just saying you need to have financial stability, meaning you've 
you've, you know what the budget is, you've created a budget, and you know how to stick to it as a couple, mm-hmm. right? Because there's going to be things that come up that the baby's going to need. There's going to be, you got to spend money on clothes, food, just a bunch of different things. So you mm-hmm. have to keep that in mind when you have a baby. I think the other thing, too, I mean, I, I completely agree with that as far as the communication. And I think, to me, one thing that, that brings up and forces you to have communication, I said this earlier, you should plan, plan, plan. Like, just just talk about, plan and talk about it. Like, what do we want to do? We want to have a baby. Okay. When do we want to have it? How should we start trying? Um, okay, we're going to start trying. Where is the baby going to stay? What room is it going to stay in? Plan and plan and plan as much as you can. Even if the plan doesn't work, at least you've, to- you've talked about it because you're going to need a backup. You're going to need the... Um, the third, fourth, and fifth option for every single plan mm-hmm. because things don't always work out. And that's that's that means you're communicating. If you're planning, you're communicating and you're working things out together. And I, I highly recommend it. Those those are my those are my two takes. I know it's not very, you know, doesn't bring goosebumps, but those those <laughs> those things allow you to be sane because, you know, that I if I didn't have financial stability, I don't know where we would be mm-hmm. and if I didn't force Diane to plan I don't know where we would be either the little planning that we did if I didn't make her think about hey what do you want to do hey what do you want to do hey what do you-? she hates me because I ask it over and over and <laughs> over again but it's important we have to talk about these things and we have to come up with an option A B C and C because things will, ch- will eventually change so those are my two that's real okay so thank you guys for um, being guests on this podcast episode and um, thank you all for listening if you have any topics you would like to hear about please send an email to unspokentransitions at gmail.com and if you like this podcast please subscribe and share with a friend that would like this content thank you thank you